For a little over a decade now, Marvel has become a juggernaut in the movie and TV industry. I feel like at times they're on a roll, or I'm sorry, they're on a train that just cannot fucking be stopped. It's just hit after hit after hit after hit, and I feel like somewhere down the line they're going to trip up, but it doesn't look like it's anytime soon. They've taken some obscure titles and made them household names like, like Guardians of the Galaxy. But in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, it wasn't like that. They were struggling. They gave us a live-action Spider-Man, uh, a live-action Doctor Strange movie, which not many people know about. And Doctor Strange looks like John Holmes. Uh, if you plan on Googling that name because you're unfamiliar with it, uh, please don't do it at work. It is not, or nor will it ever be safe. We also got to see The Punisher as a movie with Dolph Lundgren and his, uh, his painted-on beard. He kind of looked like a coal miner. It's just, for some reason, that man could never grow a beard. Uh, it, the 5 o'clock shadow just, it looked horrible on him. It looked like it was airbrushed. It was just, if it, it was just bad. We also got to see a, a Captain America movie in 1990, which was pretty fun. Uh, I kind of wish it was just a tad bit better, but it's worth a one-time watch. But in 1994, the Fantastic Four was slated to have this big release. Sadly, actually in reality, they filmed it without never, without really ever knowing that it wasn't going to be released. So today, I'm going to talk to you about the Fantastic Four unaired, unreleased. Now, our feature presentation. Normally, after my lame intros, I like to play some sort of 30-second TV spot. It's never going to be a full trailer unless I can't find anything else, but mostly uh, 30 seconds. because I feel like it's enough. It'll help jog your memory into, you know, into whatever topic I'm going to get into for the day. Uh, a lot of times I get reviews or or messages from other podcasters saying, why are you putting trailers in, in your episodes? People can't even see it. It's so tacky. Well, of course they can't see it, you morons. It's a listening podcast, not a visual. Fucking cucks. Anyways, um, if I did do this for the Fantastic Four, it wouldn't make any sense. Because I feel like nobody has really seen it, nor have ever heard about it. Now, if uh, had it not had been for a, this bootleg being released, it would have been one of those myths or legends that probably would have been talked about at, at Comic Cons and stuff, kind of like that, uh, like, like, like a Mandela effect. You know, I think we all remember when they all said that Sinbad made a Shazam movie with some sort of fucking genie. And I feel like wh whoever started that rumor didn't want to be wrong and corrected that it was Kazam with Shaq, that they just fucking kept it going. And it was like the biggest game of telephone where one person told another person another story and everybody starts acting like they remember stuff. Bunch of liars, right? But having this bootleg in bootleg quality is great. I don't think I want to see this movie in, in an HD setting nor a 4K setting. Good God. It would just ruin the magic. And owning it is not a bad thing. A lot of times you get a lot of people who say, oh, don't buy the bootleg because uh, the, the cast, everybody works so hard on it. 
Well, guess what? They didn't get shit out of it, and that was because of Stan Lee and Marvel. So, they actually all own the bootleg themselves. I feel really bad for the cast, too, because in the Doom documentary, and I, I don't worry, the documentary, the movie, and the trailer, I'm going to attach links to all three of those in the description for this episode. So, if I talk about certain things, you can actually go back and reference each one of those you know, uh, when you're all done here, as I was saying, I really do feel bad for the cast and crew. Um, mostly because when you do watch the doom documentary, they all seem so enthusiastic about everything. Like they have a positive attitude. They're all happy. There's not too much bitterness until they talk about Stan Lee. Apparently Stan Lee was the only person who knew that this movie wasn't going to be released. And, uh, what a dick move. And I, I kind of see it from his end too because he he did help create the fantastic four and the fact that he had no creative control nor did marvel have a say so in the making of this movie i I can see why there was bitterness i I can you know there's nothing wrong with that uh stan lee is a legend and you know i feel like a lot of people do are justifiable with some of their claims like you know all he did was steal jack kirby's shit um, but we won't get into that. This really, this podcast isn't really about Stanley all the way through. And funny thing is, is, you can tell that he hated the shit out of this movie because this was one of the only ones that he didn't even make a cameo in. He even, you know, it's sad that he made cameos for the Bill Bixby Incredible Hulk movies, but not this one. So you can definitely know uh, that he was not a fan of the Fantastic Four. So this movie was being written in 1992, and strangely enough, there was a couple events that I didn't even know that were happening around 19, around that time, around that year, 1992. Um, Wesley Snipes had signed on to be the Black Panther. I didn't even know they were going to make that then. Uh, one other, actually the biggest uh, bit of trivia that I found out was that Wes Craven was signed on to be the director of Doctor Strange. How crazy that would have been, to be honest with you, that... I love Wes Craven movies, and to see him tackle that character would have been amazing. I would have given a month's worth of fucking checks for that. But a bigger what if is the fact that Troma Entertainment, the guys who brought you the goriest scenes in cinema history, you know, with you know, with their movies with the Toxic Avenger or Class of Nukem High or Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD, which wasn't too filled of, of gore. Um, poetry guys, Tromeo and Juliet, you fucking name it. They were over the top with all of their death scenes. That studio was approached to make the Fantastic Four. How crazy of a concept that would have been. Like I said, that is going to be one huge what if. Lloyd Kaufman, the president of, of Troma, did state that he turned it down solely because that he didn't want to alienate the Fantastic Four fans, nor did he want to, you know, alienate the the trauma fans. But more importantly, he didn't want to strain any relationship that he had with Stanley, as they were best friends. So I can see why. It was a, there was a loyalty issue. So Roger Corman, the king, a legend in B-movie cinema, decided to put up $750,000 
Another co-producer came in and added another 750 and they were off to the races. Cool thing is, is they actually went and bought a whole bunch of, you know, uh, Fantastic Four comic books at a, at a local shop. And there was a whole bunch of fans that were in there and they asked, hey, you know what? I heard you guys are making a Fantastic Four, which is crazy how they got that news, right? So Corman and the rest of the crew were like, well, yeah, you know, we're making it. And they still asked, well, are you guys going to make it true to the comics? They all replied, well, well, what do you think? You know, that's why we're here buying comics. Sounds like a dick thing to say, but to be honest, if you're going to make a movie about a certain franchise, you do need to know what the hell you're talking about. Otherwise, you're just going to get crap like that uh, Dragon Ball Evolution movie, which was I, that's one of the only movies I can never finish. But anyways, they did such a great job by translating everything from book to screen. It, it was, it's amazing. Uh, I'm not going to lie. For the budget that they had, which was, just, like I said, it was a little over a million dollars. The costumes looked identical to the comic books. You know, everything. Doctor Doom was the best version of Doom I've ever seen in any of the movies. And it was just, like I said, it, it felt like it was ripped right out of the pages of a comic book. When the movie opens up, we don't get a year. We don't get any type of time frame that this movie is set in. Um, we do see uh, Reed Richards and Victor Von Doom talk about an experiment that they were going to wait for a certain comet to pass by so that they can do it. Um, strangely enough, Reed Richards goes to Sue and Johnny Storm's house. Now, if you know anything about the Fantastic Four, uh, he's married to Sue Storm. And uh, in this movie... Jeez, this just sounds really bad. But she's like 12. Now, I don't turn this off just yet. It's not as bad as you think. It's not one of those uh, Chris Hansen moments. Why don't you take a seat right over there? What was on the agenda tonight? I was, honestly, I was just going to take her out and show her around. Take her out and show her around where? Boy, am I glad that it did not turn out like that. Um, It's a very awkward scene to watch still. Uh, There's no romantic interest from his end. It's mostly from her end. She's got like a little crush on him. But it's still very weird to watch. I'm just going to keep on going just so I don't stay on this fucking weird ass topic. So, um, Victor Von Doom dies in the experiment. And then they skip ahead 10 years. That's it. They, They skip ahead 10 years. We're still not given any type of timeline or time frame or whatever decade that they're in. I'm going to assume that's probably the 90s. And uh, Sue Storm is now in her mid-20s. Funny enough, the actress looked like she was in her mid-30s or late-30s. or It just kind of reminded me of uh, the movie Grease. Um, where they got a whole bunch of 40-somethings to play teenagers. Jeez, uh, that's just... Uh, I, I would have never paid attention to that had there not have been a meme pointing it out. Uh, I can never see that shit ever again. Great movie, by the way. There is a side villain in this. Uh, he was supposed to be based on the Mole Man character, but apparently there was no way that they could use him due to some sort of legal reasons. So he's just like this generic jeweler that looks like Ebenezer Scrooge. And funny enough, every time you see him, the soundtrack sounds like it's playing Christmas music. Um... Yeah, the dude's a fucking creeper. He has this crush on Ben's girlfriend, Ben Grimm. Uh, 
his girlfriend's Alicia. She's that girl who can't see. She's blind, obviously. Uh, in the mid-2000s Fantastic Four movie, she was uh, played by Kerry Washington. Uh, you know, she's just... Uh, she's very strange in this movie. At a point after she meets Ben, she starts molding his face out of clay. And it reminds me of that Lionel Richie uh, music video where, you know, the girl's... She can't see and she's molding the face of her love And it turns out to be Lionel Richie Which is just fucking odd to watch Now knowing that they didn't have A lot of money to make this movie I felt like a lot of it was Spent on uh, the Things costume And some special effects for Johnny Storm But the rest of it I feel like everything was homemade It was like those low budget cosplays Their uh, their astronaut suits Looked like Jiffy Pop foil <laughs> There is just Everything was just really bad looking. There was a part in the, towards the end of the movie where Johnny Storm is going against this laser and he finally flames up and he's, his whole body is in a flame. And now let me tell you, it's not like the mid 2000s Fantastic Four. He looks like shit. Um, kind of reminds me of the scenes from Lawnmower Man, but worse. Uh, it just looks really really bad and i felt bad for the actor inside the things costume because he couldn't bend his knees i can see when he walks and his knees don't look like they're bending too much it kind of reminds me of when you have to take a shit and you're trying to walk to the bathroom and that fucking shock goes up at the back of your thighs and you have to like stand up straight um that's exactly how he was walking and the things costume the whole thing uh geez the thing right I, i'm gonna say that like i don't know how many times right now but his costume wasn't bad looking he did look like crunchy peanut butter if you do look at it at this movie he does look like you know peanut butter with peanuts in it um it's just that the the animatronics for his face like they really gave him a lot of emotions and he had a lot of you know it wasn't bad for the amount for the time that it was made it really was not bad this movie is full of cringeworthy moments it's uh I think the worst has gotta be when uh Ben and Reed show up to Sue and Johnny's house and their mother shows up and she's like, Oh look at you guys. Y'all are the fantastic four. If I cringed any harder, a piece of shit would have came out. Best part about that scene is my wife got up and walked the fuck out of the room. She had enough. And that was within the, the first ten minutes. Thank God. Because I did not want to hear her ask me a million questions before, you know, I should have just handed her a script so she can read through it without having to ask. I, I always tell her when we go to the movies, save your questions to the end. I hate that shit. I hate being bothered throughout the whole movie. Anyways, there's, like I said, there's so many cringeworthy moments, but one scene in particular stood out to me and I kind of felt bad. And so, just like the other movies, Ben has a hard time coping with the fact that he's a monster now. So he gets upset and he wanders out into the streets. And, uh, and he's just thinking about life. He's just, it just, it's like the most low point of the movie and not in a bad way. You're just kind of like, oh, wow, I really feel like they make you feel something for this guy. Um, it kind of reminds me of like those VH1 behind the music where it's just like a little montage of somebody like, oh, fuck, why did I have to go do drugs? Why did I do this? Why did I do that? I lost everything. Um, 
yeah, I just kind of felt like the narrator was going to show up from from that TV show, but it's just really hard to look at. But I also felt like he was going to give us the the menace to society moment. You know which one I'm talking about. Fuck out of here, man. Check this out, man. I got these burgers, man. They some double cheeseburgers. Man, I said I suck your dick. Come on, man. Let's get- now, this is one of those movies where I do want you to watch. So I can't spill all of the beans, but it's not one of those uh, blow your mind type of endings. Uh, I will say this. When Reed Richards stretches his hand out of the limo, it is horrible. In the documentary, everyone laughs at it. It's just, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a sight to see. I suggest that when this whole thing is done and you have some sort of spare time on your hands, click on one of the links that I'm going to give in the description. But make sure that you watch the Doom documentary before you watch the actual movie itself. It'll give you a little bit more of an appreciation uh for everyone who made this and how happy and how enthusiastic and that they put a lot of heart into it you can tell that this was a passion project it wasn't just for money it was you know for the love of of whatever that they're doing the acting the the theatrics everything so when you do see this movie don't shit on it too much i mean i know i did but i like to poke fun at it it's it's still a fun movie i mean if i didn't like it i wouldn't tell you guys about it It's, it's one of those it's one of those hidden gems, you know, I, I can't stress that enough. Uh, don't get mad at the documentary because they do paint Stan Lee in kind of a bad light. But as I said before, it's kind of hard when you can't control something that you help create. So I can see why. As usual, you can catch me at slash underscore vision underscore TV on Instagram you can write me messages you can do whatever you want you can talk shit to me people already have thank you for all the good and bad messages um please don't forget to subscribe rate give you star ratings five is always really good right um so until next time